Oh, well, let's talk more about Rugby League right now as we come to you live on Saturdays on the coast on SEN. He's a regular, he's a Central Coast legend, and he's played the game at the highest level. David Fairley joins us right now. Morning, Daisy. G'day, Brownie. Good. Hello, hello, mate. How you doing, bud? I just want to touch yeah, on... That's the way, mate. Uh, t- touch on the Thursday night's game, uh, the Dragons versus the Rabbitohs, and what a performance it was from the Dragons. Uh, yeah. Celebrating Andrew McCulloch's 300th uh, first-grade game, I think he becomes the 44th player to reach that milestone, which is a, a fantastic achievement. But, mm. gee, they come out of the, uh, the blocks uh, hard and fast, the Dragons, a 32-0 lead. Um, I don't know where that's been, but uh, it was good to see. And uh, I guess, Daisy, when you look at the Rabbitohs and their performance... That was very, very ordinary, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few teams in the competition that are really trying to find some type of form and, and, and you know, potentially could, you know, push for a top eight spot. And Dragons are one of those teams. Um, South, uh, you know, they've obviously had a few disruptions. I mean, they've lost um, Adam Reynolds and Dane Gagai. So you're losing two very, very high-quality, experienced players in key positions. And, you know, whilst they've been good in... Some games and, and some patches, and they've won games. There's the the difference between their best game, and their worst game, is too far. And, and the other night, um, you know, to come out and get 32 points put on you in, in 40 minutes of football, clearly something's wrong. Um, you could see Cody was frustrated, he was agitated, um, so he's, he's sort of doing things that he wouldn't normally do. So I think South, um, they're certainly going to stick by Ilias, despite you know taking him off. And, and that's, that, I mean, that's a judgment called by Jason Dimitri on the day. You know, take him off. Is it going to do any good? Is it going to, is it going to do him any harm? And I guess you'll have to really manage that very, very closely and, and well during the week if he's going to get a, a response from um, Lockton in the halves. They certainly got to put some decent footy together for longer periods. Ben Hunt outstanding for the Dragons. Yeah, he's been. Um, Mate, he's been a very, very good player for a long time, an, un, an un, unsung hero, I guess, and very underrated player. Um, halfback, hooker, always does the job for New South Wales and Australia, and um, he's definitely showing, um, leading that Dragons team around the park and creating a lot of opportunities. He's got some good young talent there, and I think he's just um, playing his natural game, very steady, um, you know, getting through the sets and putting good kicks in and just coming up with the right plays at the right time. Nothing fancy about the, what the Dragons do whatsoever. Um, and he's been a big part of it. Mate, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned Cody Walker and how distracted, frustrated, uh, off his game he was uh, on Thursday mm-hmm. night because um, it just seems that he hasn't handled you know, the loss of Adam Reynolds overly well. Um, uh, there's a lot of expectation and pressure on him. You also take away the fact that there's no Latrell Mitchell, no Latrell Mitchell there at the moment. Then suddenly, yeah. it's all it's all on him, and I'm not sure he's handling the situation overly well. Yeah, maybe maybe he feels like that. You're right. Um, I forgot about Latrell not being there as well. But mm. I mean, Cody, he, he's playing like he's got a chip on his shoulder, and he has been all year. And look, I, I think Cody. I think he's actually the best 5'8 in the competition. And the, the only reason he's not in origin, in my opinion, is because, uh, you know, combinations in origin are so huge and Penrith are going so well. So yep. um, Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai are obvious, obvious um, halves. But for me, as, as a pure 5'8, um, I, I think Cody Walker's the best 5'8 in the comp. But he is just playing... Um, 
you know, he's got this little angry hat on at the moment. He's just got to get rid of it. Um, I'm, not, I'm sure I'm sure everyone's aware of it. I'm sure his coach is aware of it. Um, but the quicker he can get it out of his game, the better, and just focus on footy and the things that he does well and, you know, just become the player or be the player that we know he is. Mate, I, I want to go on to the Cowboys versus Seagulls, and you've you spent a bit of time up with the Cowboys there. It's a, an assistant coach, and Todd Payton's done an amazing job, but what a game that was last night. Can you believe they managed to score three tries in three, four, minutes. three or four <laughs> minutes to um, get themselves a victory? Um, they were behind by 12, I think, Yeah. with um, seven minutes to go. Yeah, I was down there. I went down and watched the game, and um, yep. I could sense the Cowboys were off. They were, they were having an off night, and um, Manly were getting opportunities they weren't quite nailing it. And I said, you know, that sooner or later, Manly are going to have to start taking the, making the most of these opportunities because they're going to run out. Anyway, so Manly, Manly did that and, and got to the lead. I think, what was it, 14 or 16 points in front um, with not long to go. And um, I think there was a... Um, yeah, so Manly got a, a forced a repeat set, and I thought, this is it. They're going to just close the game out here. Uh, they got a repeat set, and um, they knocked the ball on from the dropout. And then that was it. They never got the ball back. And then mm. all of a sudden, North Queensland won. And, you know, they they were always sort of in the game, but never quite looked like nailing the game up until the last five minutes of the game. And they just, you know, showed a side that are absolutely full of confidence and self-belief. And, and what they're doing is they're just doing things really simple. They're doing it really well. And um, it's paying off for them because they're playing good footy and they've got a lot of confidence at the moment. Uh, Daisy, I asked Butes at the top of the uh, show, mate, at the top of the hour about when you're, when you're in that position as a player, and I'll ask you the same question, and momentum just goes the other way. Uh, how do you stop that momentum? How do you stop the bleed? It's an awful feeling. Um, it is an awful feeling because you, you, you know that it's happening, and I, I guess it's got to be a team thing, and that's where you look for your leaders um, and your experienced players and your leaders to come up with something collectively, individually, collectively as a team to, to arrest momentum. And um, the Cowboys yesterday, um, like, you know, Daly Cherry Evans from a scrum, you know, should just pass the ball or get tackled, but somehow he gets pushed from behind or tackled and loses the ball and they go 80 metres and score a try. And that mm. that momentum, you know, when you're sitting behind the try line and, and these things are happening to you, um, I don't know, you can just feel the blood rising and there's not much you can do about it sometimes. It's almost like you're. Um, the more you try, the harder it gets, or the more errors that come. Yeah. And you know that appeared to be the case last night for Manly. Whether, and you're right, mate. They just after that they did just didn't get the ball, and you're just going, we, we, how do we stop this? How can we just prevent this from happening? But again, I look at what I, you know. What I like about the Cowboys at the moment, mate. I, I like Scotty Drinkwater. Uh, Scotty Drinkwater, and he's been outstanding all year. He was great for them last year. Uh, but I felt yeah. there was a lot more pressure on him last year because he basically had to do everything. He had to control the side, um, guide him, game manage uh, where they were on the field, but then also be there attacking, attacking working. Whereas now, with Chad Townsend there, and, and I've got to say, uh, Dearden has really stepped up to the mark. But it just enables Scott Drinkwater now just to play his natural game and have his moments when he sees those opportunities arise. 
Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. He, he didn't start the year in the team. He couldn't get in the team, and it wasn't mm. because of uh, an injury that he got in the side, which, you know, he played his first game at fullback. And he, he just took the team, I think it was against the Warriors uh, up at Morton Daly in Sunshine Coast, and he, he just takes the Cowboys' attack to a whole new level. And, and what he's been doing that now, week in, week out, is he just got that little bit of X factor the Cowboys need. I, I think he's... I think he settled into fullback. I know last year and previous years he sort of played a bit of fullback, played a bit of bit of five eight. I think he's probably seen himself as a five eight. But I actually think I think his best position is fullback. And the way that he plays um, at this stage of his career, the way that he's mm. playing, um, and the stuff and the options that he's providing for uh, the Cowboys is is really good. So he, he's doing a good job. Your regular stalwart and host, Michael Butner Butes. We've already seen some fantastic action from these. Daisy, I've got to tell you, mate, if you are at home and are hungry for a bacon and egg roll or a steak sandwich or something like that, mate, get yourself down to Terrigal Haven because mm. it is unbelievable. Um, but a great day down. You can say, oh, yeah, he's actually, there he is. He's got his binoculars on. He's up on the hill there at Wombrel. Downwind. Of course he can. <laughs> hey, mate, uh, just touching on last night's game, uh, the Storm yeah. versus the Broncos. Um, Storm, obviously, you know, very good. And they sort of clicked into gear with about 10 minutes to go before the uh, before half time. But I've got to say, I, I was really impressed with the Broncos' performance considering the number of players they had out injured. Um, they're certainly a, a far cry from the side they've been for the last few years. Yeah, they are. They're, um, they're much better. I mean, they've been awful for three or four seasons, the Broncos. And I'm glad for Kevy. You know, he got a bit yep. of criticism. But he's hung in there. He's made some good signings. Kate Rollin, I think, Larry Martin, uh, coming, getting him back in the team has been a good thing. So uh, putting his son into hooker, I think, is a positive move for the club. Um, so they've been playing some good football. And I guess, you know, everyone sort of... This was, this was the big test from, you know, Melbourne in Melbourne. Where are they really at? Um, and, look, they didn't, they didn't disgrace themselves. Or they, they played good and um, they were in the game for a long time. But, you know, as you said, Melbourne just in the, at the end of the game were just too strong and clinical and were managed to just be good enough, too good on the night, you know, won the game. But Brisbane have showed enough that they're going to be around the semi-final time, I think. Yeah. Mate, I, I look at the performance of, uh, particularly last night, the, the big... The big game players, and Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes just stood up at those critical moments. Um, you know, that just before halftime, Jerome Hughes scores. He then scores the last try to seal the victory for them. Um, but he is, geez, one, you know, he's one hell of a player when you consider, he, you know, he's, you know, before Cooper Cronk, or when Cooper Cronk was there, he was fullback, he was filling in here and there. He basically manufactured yeah. into a halfback. But, gee, they've done a great job of him. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, you look at the great half combinations over, over history in rugby league, and they, they both got different strengths. And you look at Munster and you look at Jerome Hughes, two completely different players yet complement each other. You know, yeah. Hughes is steady, um, you know, won't chance his arm, gets his team around the field, kicks to the same spot all the time, plays, plays very similar plays, always on the ball. Whereas Cameron Munster, as we know, he, his strength of Cameron Munster is, is his unpredictability and just the way he plays. It's a little bit like, I guess, Cleary and Luai. Both very good players, very different players, but they complement each other and they're good for the football team because they're, one, you know, one guy's providing direction and stability and then the other guy's the X factor in creating opportunities. And um, That's what Melbourne have, along with you know, a lot of other very good players in that team. 
And Nick Mooney's done a great job uh, filling in for Pappenhausen because, you know, they're yeah. not easy shoes to fill. But, um, again, he stood up last night and created numerous opportunities and, and solid as a rock as per usual. Yeah, well, that's what Melbourne have, that next man up mentality. And it doesn't matter who yep. you are, where you're from. Um, you get called into that Melbourne storm team and there's a, there's a level of expectation expected from you. And Nick Mooney's showing that. Uh, mate, games still to come uh, include uh, my Bulldogs coming off an outstanding victory. It was never in doubt last week uh, up against the West Tigers. And I think the Dogs are starting favourites here. But I'll tell you what, I've had two two rugby league bets this season. Yep. And just out of nowhere, last week, I, t- I decided to take the 6 bucks 50 about the Bulldogs. And uh, But I think that might be it for the rest of the season in terms of uh, uh, me on the punt with the Dogs. But how do you reckon they're going to go uh, this weekend there, Daisy? Uh, well, yeah, West Tigers versus Bulldogs. I mean, anything anything really could happen. I don't know who's going to win that game. But I will say, you know, Canterbury on Monday, they, they played some really good football. And, you know, everyone's looked at the Canterbury side this year and gone, well, they've got better players, but they're not playing well. But, you know, no disrespect to Trent Barrett, but, I mean, Michael Potter's come in and the yep. side's playing different. And, and we're seeing a little bit of football and... and um, creativity from some of the players that they've purchased. I mean, Tavita Pangai Jr. is still sort of getting a bit loose now and then, but, um, yeah, they're definitely yeah. playing a different style of footy and, and feels like they're playing freer style game under Michael Potter. Yeah, uh, Pangai's just got to, uh, he's just got to harness a bit of that uh, that raw energy, doesn't he? And uh, and just try and keep himself a little bit more composed because he's got uh, plenty of talent, a little bit inconsistent at times, but plenty of talent. Yeah, I think we'll just get him and Cody Walker to go and learn together for a week and they can sort each other out. Oh, Off to a retreat for a massage yeah, yeah. and some deep breathing exercises uh, and I, yoga. I, I, yoga. I think they call it anger management. That's what I think they call it. But anyway. Football, football, football respite. Yes, exactly, mate. I want to talk about... Uh, I'm going to throw one more. No, Addo no. Carr, obviously, oh, yeah. got, got opportunities in that game because the dogs were going forward, moving the ball around. Yeah. And uh, where, where does he sit now with the origin for uh, for game two, mate? What would you do? Uh, well, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't pick him. I'd leave the same same wingers if, if they can, if they're, if they're fit. Um, but he certainly played well, got a hat-trick of tries. Um, and... Look, something we haven't mentioned about Canterbury is Matt Burton. Um, he, yep. he came yeah. to the club as a centre, but playing 5'8". He's been their best player by a mile every week. Yep. Um, so yeah. it's a little wonder that you know, Josh Adokar is now scoring tries, and that's what he does. Yeah, he's used to being on the end of the, uh, the Melbourne Storm back line, and now he's got um, yeah, Matt Burton inside him, and a little bit more creativity, and things are going a little bit better for Matt Burton with his running, passing, and kicking game, and Josh Adokar's, um getting the rewards for that. I was going to say, I reckon Matt Burton, if he kicked the ball from where we are right here at Terrigal at the Haven Buttes, I reckon he could just about hit uh, Daisy over there at Womble. Without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> and it'd just be a little chip kick, to be honest with you. Hey, uh, Daisy, I want to touch on, I guess when you look at it from a coaching perspective, um, Freddie didn't pick Adokar, but to Adokar's credit, he has really you know, stood up and gone, you know what, he, as disappointed as he may have been, He's made himself available and given himself the best possible chance. If Freddie does happen to change his mind, he knows that he's got in waiting uh, a guy that's in pretty good form at the moment. And and for me, I'm glad you touched on Matt Burton because for me at the moment, uh, Jack White's out with COVID, so he won't be playing for New South Wales, which means you've suddenly got Staggs and and probably Crichton. I'm thinking as a number 14, 
you're either looking at, and I'd like to get your view on this, do you go with a, a Matt Burton as your 14 or do you go with a Karas, uh, Appy Carousel uh, as your 14 um, just to change it up? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I, I think if um, Jack Whiten is out, so the logical choice there would be Stephen Crichton would just come straight in and fill that position. And I'd probably go for more like a bloke like Nico Hines um, yep. uh, for the number 14 spot. Um, yep. And what they've got to realise is that, you know, the Origin one, that Queensland just, they just played better. They, they, they were better on their kick chase. They were better at stopping momentum. They were better at, you know, just running with leg speed over the advantage line. They were better with their ruck control. Um, they just did the, the little things better. And I think New South Wales, you know, obviously they will know that and they'll be, they'll be becoming uh, much better prepared after game two. So it's going to be interesting to see what the team does. But I think with, um, with a white out, I'd definitely go for Crichton. How do you see game two going, mate? Or you want to wait and see the uh, final teams before you make a call? The, the Blues, can they bounce oh, back? Oh, game two of any Origin series, it's, it's, you know, everything's on the line. You know, it's yeah. Queensland are going to win the series or it's going to be one all. Um, it's, there's a lot to play for in game two. Um, yeah, New South Wales will definitely have a different mentality. They'll beat the punch in a lot of areas on the, in the state of Origin 1. That, that won't happen again. Um, obviously, yeah. I, I don't think Ruben Cotter would be available based on Sammy's hamstring in warm-up last night unless it heals very quickly. So they'll have to do a little bit of a reshuffle. But look, it's game two, state of origin. Um, there's going to be nothing in it. It's going to be a cracking game. I, I don't know who's going to win it. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, got a personal question for you, mate. Um, what did you prefer playing? Uh, what was more enjoyable for you out of New South Wales state of origin, playing for the Blues or for Australia? Mm. Uh, I think um, so the state of origin. I think state of origin is, is the greatest game. It's a biggest spectacle. It's, it's such a such a such a big stage. State of origin. Um, whereas playing for Australia and the Kangaroos, I mean, that's the ultimate honour. Is, is that's yep. what you you know achieve and want to strive for as a kid is to be a kangaroo. And, you know, so they're both, they're both I mean, they're great experiences, but they're both very different. Um, test matches are very different, and games for Australia are very different. Nothing, nothing matches State of Origin. It's hard to explain, but um, I think the ultimate game of rugby league that you can play in is Origin. And, um, you know, the greatest honour you can have in the game is playing for Australia. Well said. Yeah, I think it's a good point, mate. A good point. Daisy, really appreciate your time today, mate, and your in-depth uh, analysis of the games over the, uh, the last couple of nights and obviously the lead-up to Origin. Uh, the team gets selected tomorrow night, I believe, and we are off to Perth for Game 2 next Sunday. So uh, thanks for your time, mate. Yeah. Really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, get yourself down here and grab one of these sausage sandwiches, mate. They're amazing. <laughs> See you soon, guys. Bye.